0: Section 5 of Old Mother West Wind. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recorded by Laurie Ann Walden. Old Mother West Wind by Thornton W. Burgess. Chapter 12 Bobby Coon and Reddy Fox Play Tricks. It was night. All the little stars were looking down and twinkling and twinkling. "'Mother Moon was doing her best to make the green meadows "'as light as Mr. Sun did in the daytime. "'All the little birds except Hooty the owl "'and Boomer the nighthawk and noisy Mr. Whipperwill, "'were fast asleep in their little nests. "'Old Mother Westwind's merry little breezes "'had all gone to sleep, too. "'It was, oh, so still. "'Indeed, it was so very still "'that Bobby Coon, coming down the lone little path "'through the wood, began to talk to himself.' "'I don't see what people want to play all day and sleep all night for,' said Bobby Coon. "'Night's the best time to be about. "'Now, Reddy Fox—' "'Be careful what you say about Reddy Fox,' said a voice right behind Bobby Coon. "'Bobby Coon turned around very quickly indeed, for he had thought he was all alone. "'There was Reddy Fox himself, trotting down the lone little path through the wood. "'I thought you were home and fast asleep, Reddy Fox.' "'said Bobby Coon. "'You were mistaken,' said Reddy Fox. "'For, you see, I'm out to take a walk in the moonlight.' "'So Bobby Coon and Reddy Fox walked together "'down the lone little path through the wood to the green meadows. "'They met Jimmy Skunk, who had dreamed "'that there were a lot of beetles up on the hill "'and was just going to climb the crooked little path to see. "'Hello, Jimmy Skunk,' said Bobby Coon and Reddy Fox. "'Come down to the green meadows with us.' Jimmy Skunk said he would, so they all went down on the green meadows together, Bobby Coon first, Reddy Fox next, and Jimmy Skunk last of all, for Jimmy Skunk never hurries. Pretty soon they came to the house of Johnny Chuck. Listen, said Bobby Coon, Johnny Chuck is fast asleep. They all listened, and they could hear Johnny Chuck snoring away down in his snug little bed. Let's give Johnny Chuck a surprise, said Reddy Fox. "'What shall it be?' asked Bobby Coon. "'I know,' said Reddy Fox. "'Let's roll that big stone right over Johnny Chuck's doorway. "'Then he'll have to dig his way out in the morning.' "'So Bobby Coon and Reddy Fox pulled and tugged and tugged and pulled at the big stone "'till they had rolled it over Johnny Chuck's doorway. "'Jimmy Skunk pretended not to see what they were doing. "'Now let's go down to the Laughing Brook and wake up old Grandfather Frog "'and hear him say, "'Chug-a-rum,' "'said Bobby Coon. "'Come on,' cried Reddy Fox. "'I'll get there first. "'Away raced Reddy Fox down the lone little path, "'and after him ran Bobby Coon, "'going to wake old Grandfather Frog "'from a nice, comfortable sleep on his green lily pad. "'But Jimmy Skunk didn't go. "'He watched Reddy Fox and Bobby Coon "'until they were nearly to the Laughing Brook. "'Then he began to dig at one side of the big stone "'which filled the doorway of Johnny Chuck's house.' My, how he made the dirt fly. Pretty soon he had made a hole big enough to call through to Johnny Chuck, who was snoring away, fast asleep in his snug little bed below. Johnny Chuck, 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 Johnny Woodchuck, called Jimmy Skunk. But Johnny Chuck just snored. Johnny Chuck, 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 Johnny Woodchuck, called Jimmy Skunk once more. But Johnny Chuck just snored. Then Jimmy Skunk called again, this time louder than before. "'Who is it?' asked a very sleepy voice. "'It's Jimmy Skunk. Put your coat on and come up here,' called Jimmy Skunk. "'Go away, Jimmy Skunk. I want to sleep,' said Johnny Chuck. "'I've got a surprise for you, Johnny Chuck. You'd better come,' called Jimmy Skunk through the little hole he had made." When Johnny Chuck heard that Jimmy Skunk had a surprise for him he wanted to know right away what it could be. So, though he was very, very sleepy, he put on his coat and started up for his door to see what the surprise was that Jimmy Skunk had. And there he found the big stone Reddy Fox and Bobby Coon had put there, and of course he was very much surprised indeed. He thought Jimmy Skunk had played him a mean trick, and for a few minutes he was very mad. But Jimmy Skunk soon told him who had filled up his doorway with the big stone. "'Now you push from that side, Johnny Chuck, and I'll pull from this side, and we'll soon have this big stone out of your doorway,' said Jimmy Skunk. So Johnny Chuck pushed, and Jimmy Skunk pulled, and sure enough they soon had the big stone out of Johnny Chuck's doorway. "'Now,' said Jimmy Skunk, "'we'll roll this big stone down the lone little path to Reddy Fox's house, and we'll give Reddy Fox a surprise.' So Johnny Chuck and Jimmy Skunk tugged and pulled and rolled the big stone down to the house of Reddy Fox, and sure enough, it filled his doorway. Good night, Jimmy Skunk, said Johnny Chuck, and trotted down the lone little path toward home, chuckling to himself all the way. Jimmy Skunk walked slowly up the lone little path to the wood, for Jimmy Skunk never hurries. Pretty soon he came to the big hollow tree where Bobby Coon lives, and there he met Hooty the Owl. Hello, Jimmy Skunk. Where have you been? asked Hooty the Owl. Just for a walk, said Jimmy Skunk. Who lives in this big hollow tree? Now, of course, Jimmy Skunk knew all the time, but he pretended he didn't. Oh, this is Bobby Coon's house, said Hooty the Owl. Let's give Bobby Coon a surprise, said Jimmy Skunk. How? asked Hooty the Owl. We'll fill his house full of sticks and leaves, said Jimmy Skunk. Hooty the Owl thought that would be a good joke, so while Jimmy Skunk gathered all the old sticks and leaves he could find, Hooty the Owl stuffed them into the old hollow tree which was Bobby Coon's house until he couldn't get in another one. Good night, said Jimmy Skunk as he began to climb the crooked little path up the hill to his own snug little home. Good night. "'said Hooty the Owl, as he flew like a big soft shadow over to the great pine. "'By and by, when old Mother Moon was just going to bed, "'and all the little stars were too sleepy to twinkle any longer, "'Reddy Fox and Bobby Coon, very tired and very wet from playing in the laughing brook, "'came up the lone little path, ready to tumble into their snug little beds. "'They were chuckling over the trick they had played on Johnny Chuck, "'and the way they had waked up old Grandfather Frog, "'and all the other mischief they had done.' "'What do you suppose they said when they reached their homes "'and found that someone else had been playing jokes, too?' "'I'm sure I don't know, but round, red Mr. Sun was laughing very hard "'as he peeped over the hill at Reddy Fox and Bobby Coon, "'and he won't tell why.'" Chapter 13. Johnny Chuck Finds the Best Thing in the World Old Mother Westwind had stopped to talk with the slender fir tree. I've just come across the green meadows, said Old Mother Westwind, and there I saw the best thing in the world. Striped Chipmunk was sitting under the slender fir tree, and he couldn't help hearing what old Mother Westwind said. The best thing in the world. Now what can that be? thought Striped Chipmunk. Why, it must be heaps and heaps of nuts and acorns. I'll go and find it. So Striped Chipmunk started down the lone little path through the wood as fast as he could run. Pretty soon he met Peter Rabbit. "'Where are you going in such a hurry, Striped Chipmunk?' asked Peter Rabbit. "'Down in the green meadows, to find the best thing in the world,' replied Striped Chipmunk, and ran faster. "'The best thing in the world,' said Peter Rabbit. "'Why, that must be great piles of carrots and cabbage. I think I'll go and find it.' So Peter Rabbit started down the lone little path through the wood as fast as he could go after Striped Chipmunk. As they passed the great hollow tree, Bobby Coon put his head out. Where are you going in such a hurry? asked Bobby Coon. Down in the green meadows to find the best thing in the world, shouted Striped Chipmunk and Peter Rabbit, and both began to run faster. The best thing in the world, said Bobby Coon to himself. Why, that must be a whole field of sweet milky corn. I think I'll go and find it. "'So Bobby Coon climbed down out of the great hollow tree "'and started down the lone little path through the wood "'as fast as he could go after Striped Chipmunk and Peter Rabbit, "'for there is nothing that Bobby Coon likes to eat so well "'as sweet, milky corn.' "'At the edge of the wood they met Jimmy Skunk. "'Where are you going in such a hurry?' asked Jimmy Skunk. "'Down in the green meadows to find the best thing in the world,' "'shouted Striped Chipmunk and Peter Rabbit and Bobby Coon. "'Then they all tried to run faster.' "'The best thing in the world,' said Jimmy Skunk. "'Why, that must be packs and packs of beetles.' And for once in his life Jimmy Skunk began to hurry down the lone little path after Stripe Chipmunk and Peter Rabbit and Bobby Coon. They were all running so fast that they didn't see Reddy Fox until he jumped out of the long grass and asked, "'Where are you going in such a hurry?' "'To find the best thing in the world,' shouted Stripe Chipmunk and Peter Rabbit and Bobby Coon and Jimmy Skunk and each did his best to run faster. "'The best thing in the world,' said Reddy Fox to himself. "'Why, that must be a whole pen full of tender young chickens, and I must have them.' So away went Reddy Fox as fast as he could run down the lone little path after Stripe Chipmunk, Peter Rabbit, Bobby Coon, and Jimmy Skunk. By and by they all came to the house of Johnny Chuck. "'Where are you going in such a hurry?' asked Johnny Chuck. "'To find the best thing in the world,' shouted striped Chipmunk and Peter Rabbit and Bobby Coon and Jimmy Skunk and Reddy Fox. "'The best thing in the world,' said Johnny Chuck. "'Why, I don't know of anything better than my own little home and the warm sunshine and the beautiful blue sky.' So Johnny Chuck stayed at home and played all day among the flowers with the merry little breezes of Old Mother West Wind and was as happy as could be. "'But all day long striped Chipmunk and Peter Rabbit and Bobby Coon and Jimmy Skunk and Reddy Fox "'ran this way and ran that way over the green meadows trying to find the best thing in the world. "'The sun was very, very warm, and they ran so far and they ran so fast "'that they were very, very hot and tired, and still they hadn't found the best thing in the world. "'When the long day was over, they started up the lone little path past Johnny Chuck's house to their own homes.' They didn't hurry now, for they were so very, very tired, and they were cross, oh, so cross. Striped chipmunk hadn't found a single nut. Peter Rabbit hadn't found so much as the leaf of a cabbage. Bobby Coon hadn't found the tiniest bit of sweet milky corn. Jimmy Skunk hadn't seen a single beetle. Reddy Fox hadn't heard so much as the peep of a chicken, and all were as hungry as hungry could be. "'Halfway up the lone little path they met Old Mother West Wind "'going to her home behind the hill. "'Did you find the best thing in the world?' asked Old Mother West Wind. "'No!' shouted Striped Chipmunk and Peter Rabbit and Bobby Coon "'and Jimmy Skunk and Reddy Fox all together. "'Johnny Chuck has it,' said Old Mother West Wind. "'It is being happy with the things you have "'and not wanting things which someone else has, "'and it is called contentment.' CHAPTER Fourteen. LITTLE JOE OTTER'S SLIPPERY SLIDE Little Joe Otter and Billy Mink had been playing together around the smiling pool all one sunshiny morning. They had been fishing and had taken home a fine dinner of trout for old Grandfather Mink and blind old Granny Otter. They had played tag with the merry little breezes. They had been in all kinds of mischief, and now they just didn't know what to do. They were sitting side by side on the big rock, trying to push each other off into the smiling pool. Round, smiling, red Mr. Sun made the green meadows very warm indeed, and Reddy Fox, over in the tall grass, heard them splashing and shouting and having such a good time that he wished he liked the nice cool water and could swim, too. "'I've thought of something,' cried Little Joe Otter. "'What is it?' asked Billy Mink. Little Joe Otter just looked wise and said nothing. "'Something to eat?' asked Billy Mink. "'No,' said Little Joe Otter. "'I don't believe you've thought of anything at all,' said Billy Mink. "'I have, too,' said Little Joe Otter. "'It's something to do.' "'What?' demanded Billy Mink. "'Just then Little Joe Otter spied Jerry Muskrat. "'Hi, Jerry Muskrat. Come over here,' he called. "'Jerry Muskrat swam across to the big rock "'and climbed up beside Billy Mink and Little Joe Otter. "'What are you fellows doing?' asked Jerry Muskrat. "'Having some fun,' said Billy Mink. Little Joe Otter has thought of something to do, but I don't know what it is. "'Let's make a slide,' cried Little Joe Otter. "'You show us how,' said Billy Mink. So Little Joe Otter found a nice, smooth place on the bank, and Billy Mink and Jerry Muskrat brought mud and helped him pat it down smooth until they had the loveliest slippery slide in the world. Then Little Joe Otter climbed up the bank to the top of the slippery slide and lay down flat on his stomach. Billy Mink gave a push, and away he went, down, down the slippery slide, splash into the smiling pool. Then Jerry Muskrat tried it, and after him, Billy Mink. Then all did it over again. Sometimes they went down the slippery slide on their backs, sometimes flat on their stomachs, sometimes head first, sometimes feet first. Oh, such fun as they did have. Even Grandfather Frog came over and tried the slippery slide. Johnny Chuck, over in the green meadows, heard the noise and stole down the lone little path to see. Jimmy Skunk, looking for beetles up on the hill, heard the noise and forgot that he hadn't had his breakfast. Reddy Fox, taking a nap, woke up and hurried over to watch the fun. Last of all came Peter Rabbit. Little Joe Otter saw him coming. "'Hello, Peter Rabbit,' he shouted. "'Come and try the slippery slide.' Now, Peter Rabbit couldn't swim, but he pretended that he didn't want to. "'I've left my bathing suit at home,' said Peter Rabbit. "'Never mind,' said Billy Mink. "'Mr. Sun will dry you off.' "'And we'll help,' said all the merry little breezes of Old Mother West Wind. But Peter Rabbit shook his head and said, "'No.' Faster and faster went Billy Mink and Little Joe Otter and Jerry Muskrat and Old Grandfather Frog down the slippery slide into the Smiling Pool." Peter Rabbit kept coming nearer and nearer, until finally he stood right at the top of the slippery slide. Billy Mink crept up behind him very softly, and gave him a push. Peter Rabbit's long legs flew out from under him, and down he sat with a thump on the slippery slide. "'Oh!' cried Peter Rabbit, and tried to stop himself. But he couldn't do it, and so away he went down the slippery slide, splash into the smiling pool." "'Ha, ha, ha!' laughed Billy Mink. "'Ho, ho, ho!' shouted Little Joe Otter. "'He, he, he!' laughed Jerry Muskrat, and Old Grandfather Frog, and Sammy Jay, and Jimmy Skunk, and Reddy Fox, and Blacky the Crow, and Mr. Kingfisher, for, you know, Peter Rabbit was forever playing jokes on them. Poor Peter Rabbit! The water got in his eyes, and up his nose, and into his mouth, and made him choke and splutter, and then he couldn't get back on the bank, for, you know, Peter Rabbit couldn't swim.' When Little Joe Otter saw what a dreadful time Peter Rabbit was having, he dove into the smiling pool and took hold of one of Peter Rabbit's long ears. Billy Mink swam out and took hold of the other long ear. Jerry Muskrat swam right under Peter Rabbit and took him on his back. Then, with old Grandfather Frog swimming ahead, they took Peter Rabbit right across the smiling pool and pulled him out on the grassy bank where it was nice and warm. All the merry little breezes of old Mother Westwind came over and helped Mr. Sun dry Peter Rabbit off. Then they all sat down together and watched little Joe Otter turn a somersault down the slippery slide. End of section 5